a very strange thing that I have not planned every yeah, outfit for every is. day. Also, it's going to be so cold. I, it's better here than it is here. Let me do a little <sighs> weather update. Today here it was miserable. It is 20 mile an hour winds. Feels like two degrees right now. Tomorrow Wait, is what? a How high of 17. Are you serious? Friday, the low here is three. Monday here, the low is negative seven. Uh, so, are you joking? Do you no, want to know that's, what? That's where I am. Today's now, low. Let's see Indianapolis. Let's see. Today's low was forty-eight. I don't, I, I don't want it. No. <laughs> Monday title game at Indy. The low is nine. And Sunday in Indy, there may be Rain. wintry mix with fucking twenty mile an hour winds. Wait, is there going to be snow? I don't think so. Ugh. I mean, I love the snow. Jesus. But. Yeah, but. 20, you love it 23 degrees. Uh, I mean, that's going to feel warm. <gasps> Fucking hate this shit. Uh, I'm cold just thinking about are it. We, how are we starting this thing? Do you want me to crack yeah, it? Yeah, you can crack it and start it off. Let's right. go for it. Why is this. Fucking can stick. Actually, let's <laughs> start a pot. Fuck. All right, here we go. Three, two. Oh wow! <coughs> Extended cut. What? Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> how you start a pot: a can crack and a cough. There it is. Welcome in. Do. How am I even supposed to have a straight face? That's that's awesome. Like you haven't. That you have not the coughed. Last- yeah, I've not coughed our whole no. conversation before. We've been talking for like no, 30 like minutes. we just talked for 20 minutes, and I did not a single cough. But right there, can't crack, cough. Okay, no puns allowed. I'm laughing so hard. Adam and Paige, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> mm. I've got a fitting beer title um, for the week ahead. Okay. I, I didn't really plan this, but it worked out, and I saw it in the fridge, and I said, oh, yeah, that's going to work out. This is delightful, by the way. So delightful. we have made it. Championship. You have one more game barring, left. Um, barring me getting COVID, yeah. uh, we will be meeting up in Indianapolis. Half joking, half serious. Half serious. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be meeting in Indianapolis here in a couple of days where it will be cold as shit, and I can't wait for people to complain about it. I want to save all those tweets and like frame them for the media members bitching about the cold, but we will be there. Yeah. It's title day, game time. Uh, nope, haven't packed. Haven't Ill thought prepared. about packing. packing. Uh, we're a mess. Emotionally really. not there. Yeah, but we're we're heading there. So what's the what's the vibe right now? Title week. We're almost we're almost there. We almost made the it. The vibe is good. I'm not letting anyone kill my vibe to throw it back to like 2016. Um, no one's killing my vibe here. I feel like there's been a lot of positive things for college football happening, and the negativity crew on Twitter is just killing me. I cannot do it. And I tweeted this. It's I was bad. like, look, I'm gonna be bundled up first of all because i'm gonna be freezing um but i'm not gonna complain about it i'm excited that we're there i'm excited that we at least get to be in person at a game like the likelihood of that happening in the last like say this is two weeks from now we may not they might have canceled media being there so i really am excited to be there we haven't been since 2020 so um seems like a lifetime ago i i can't wait i'm i'm so excited we have the two best teams in college football and i do have to say I did beg Georgia to prove me wrong on our last episode, and look, they did it. So we got what we wanted, Georgia versus Alabama. Yeah, I, the the semis sucked. Um, I love college football, but they kind of sucked. We'll break that down. We'll talk about the negativity thing. I, You know, like, this is always a really weird week. Like, the start of a new year is, like, fresh start, right? You're thinking about change. Yes. You're thinking you're reflecting. Whatever you're doing to get your mind right for a new year. And, like, our season ends. Yeah. And it's a really weird, like, I have, we've done, I've done this now for, like, over a decade, and I've not quite gotten that rhythm down because everybody's kind of starting up and this thing's kind of winding down. And I get sad because I love this stuff. We were joking about watching that LSU-Kansas State god-awful <laughs> bowl game. Um, I'm going to miss the shit out of a terrible game like that. In about four weeks, right? In about four yeah. weeks, I will miss that Tuesday night, random 9 p.m. Like, <laughs> what? I don't know what exactly what was going on there. Whatever. I will crave that. So I always, like, 
I have a hard time winding down. As, as excited as I am for this game, and I am very excited for this yeah. game, it's always kind of a weird transition for me. It's weird, too, because I think this year, so like last year, was exhausting. Like, you and I can attest, like, yes. covering sports uh, terrible. last year was so hard. So hard. Um, and I think last year it was like, okay, we're ready to, to, to maybe take a break and figure this out and get some normalcy back. Agreed. I think this year we had such a great year of college football. Like, yes, a lot of things have changed, and there's so much that is going to change in the next probably six or so months um, with this sport and just how it is, who's where, like, rules, regulations, all the things. Um, and it, it is sad this year. Like, I feel like, like, and I'm big on, like, New Year's resolutions, making a vision board, yeah. doing all the positivity things. But it is weird because I'm planning for the end. And, like, we obviously get to go to the national championship, and it's very exciting, but it is yeah. it is sad. It's weird. It's such a weird feeling, too, um, because it you're is. so and, used and, to and just this... going. And I think, too, we don't get a, like, downtime during the holiday season. No. Because um, it, it's still pretty busy. And so I feel like, yeah, you enjoy the holiday time, but I don't feel like it's, like, over until the national championship's over. And then I'm like, okay, I guess it's, like, time to chill for a little bit, for at least for me until college basketball. I, I'm like, it's weird. I, I will say I will talk about semis. We'll talk about you know all the kind of we'll spin some positive light yes. on the negativity. But New Year's Day was pure joy for me. Like even this shit Iowa loss, which sucked, but was also exciting. I yeah. mean, it was a really it was a great game. Game it was that what that the Rose Bowl was awesome. Baylor, Ole Miss, even though the score, I mean, the corral thing was weird, but that game was still had some good juice. Like, that uh, that entire day, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame was incredible. And, by the way, that was one of my favorite covers of the year. So <laughs> Me too. That day was great. Like, that was all this talk about playoffs, taking away from the sport and the opt-outs and all this thing, and then football just, like, Laughing delivered. Face. yeah. Like, a 12-hour window of just great – Different compelling games. Like it was, it was a ton of fun. Like Jan one, that was one of the more memorable days of bowl season college football I can remember. Well, and I feel like we haven't had the like back to back playoff day than um, New Year's Day stuff in a bit because usually it's like sometimes the semis are a little bit earlier um, depending on the calendar. Yes. And I loved having the back to back. Like first of all, I think New Year's is the worst holiday of all time. I just need to throw that out there. I think it's so horrible. I, um, I'm not a fan either. I'm not I, like it at I'm, all. It, so the excuse that I have to work it is, like, my favorite thing. But I honestly, it's the best to be able to, like, sit and watch college football in all of its glory on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day this year. Even though people were complaining about the semis. Do, do people... I loved it. Well, do people still do shit on New Year's Eve? Like, I'm a old-ass, like, I mean, you're younger than I. Like, I'm... <laughs> well, we worked. We watched football. Um, and then I, I... Well, I drank. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I watched was, a movie. Yeah, I I it was drank very and lame. watched the, very, very the lame. shows. I don't I think people do still go out, but I think it's like starting to die down because I think people one it's just getting very expensive. Now I sound old. This is how you know I'm about to be 30. I'm yes. like it's expensive. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. No, it I but it like it was college football is a bad idea by the way to have the games on New Year's Eve. Just it's fine. Like <laughs> I'll do it. Conform to it. But it's not a good idea. Um, but yes, my New Year's Eve was very boring, which is okay. I'm okay with Me that. Too. Now, let's let's talk opt outs. Okay. Why is this still like we've been doing this now for a while? Christian McCaffrey has been in the NFL for a while. Opt outs. We by now we should be bracing for this. Mm-hmm. Why is this still a thing? And and honestly, throughout. The only thing that killed my vibe, since that's going to be a theme for this, yeah. please don't kill my vibe, should be the name of this episode, yeah. is when, when you know, Matt Corral's injury, where every Twitter philosopher comes on and starts speaking for him mm-hmm. or for the system. You've got Kirk Herbstreet, who I like a lot, by the way. I think I think, I think it was poor word choices, but I like, he, he is a genuine, like, he loves football. It's hard for me to blast Kirk Herbstreet because I think he's really good. But his word choice on saying people not loving football, not great. Mm-hmm. I, I heard him articulate it, actually, like on part of my take. Like, I heard him articulate it and was better, but still not super. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this still on opt-outs? Why, why? Why? The more we talk, the less sense we make, I think, when it comes to this stuff. I also just don't 
understand. I think that my issue with the Kirk Street thing was I have no issue with you believing that the people that opt out don't love football as much as the people that do or, or that choose to play. I think the approach should have been wow, Matt Corral really loves his team. I am so impressed with that he's willing to go in even with all the draft stuff, even with all the opt-outs and that it's popular, it's very impressive to me that this is his choice and this is the choice that I would make. I think focusing the narrative on the negative aspect of it and saying, I can't believe these people are choosing that and being critical of them for making that choice when, again, it's... It should be everyone's personal choice, just like it's Matt Corral's choice, and no yes. one should criticize him. Like, there, if you're a scout, you're saying he shouldn't have played. That's not. I don't agree with that either. So I think it's just at the point where you, everyone. My my biggest beef was like everyone is allowed to make their own decision for them. We've this year in college football has been the biggest step forward for players being able to advocate for themselves. If this is a choice they yes. want to make, that's fine. They are not playing for a championship. I understand that opting out of the Rose Bowl is something we never would have heard of before. But that's not where college football is. So either grow with the times and maybe us criticizing them for clicks and likes and to have a hot take is is tired. Like we need to we need to move forward with the sport and start criticizing for shit that in five years won't be relevant either because the sport will change. That's how it is. Joe Tess, I thought, had kind of the oddest comment where he, I think he said like he was doing it the right way, like on the broadcast, mm-hmm. which was like, dude. So, so okay, couple points. Matt Corral limping around, getting carted the off. The worst. People were like e- eulogizing him though, like, oh, the guy's dead. Like, okay, relax. Let's let's relax. Yeah. Like, he's he's walking on it. He's limping around. It's he, not a long term like, injury. Not, We're I'm okay. I fucking hate Twitter doctors, and I hate Twitter, like, shrinks. And that's what we had. Like, see what you did? He, he played, and now his career is ruined. Like, I just thought okay, it was ironic. I did, like, I did think it was a little ironic that he put that negativity out there, and then this happened just to prove the other side right, and it annoyed well, it was, me. You know, it's, yeah, if you're Kirk, if you're Kirk Kirk, you're like, God damn Yeah, it, exactly. Damn you're it, like, I don't need this. Thing. And I no. actually, I tweeted no. a, at him, and then I deleted it, because I was like, you know what? That's not fair. I, if, I, just because I don't agree with him doesn't mean I need to attack him. I'm trying this whole, like, no, kindness thing like, on Twitter in 2022. Let's see how I, it goes. I think, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um, no, you're not, you're not, you're not. No, I just Twitter. make fun no, of people. Here, here's the, well, here's the problem. I think Kirk Herbstreet has done a lot for college football. I think he's genuinely joyful around it. He's a good dude. Mm-hmm. But he comes from ESPN, which has completely blown up all of this and added to the situation of opt-outs and money and, and, and the discomfort surrounding the sport. Mm-hmm. You can't pinpoint it exclusively to ESPN, but a lot of these problems can be traced back to the fact that the network owns the entire bowl season it's a huge. It's a huge there issue. There was legitimately an article about He's, how the original twelve-team playoff expansion was solely due to the fact that ESPN was pushing for it. That people that work there were pushing well, for it behind the scenes. And, and not only that, like the reason this thing is well, the reason this thing is held up is because you have the SEC network, you have Oklahoma, Texas, you have people now not wanting this conglomerate. They want to get open up the bidding, etc. When ESPN personalities who are compensated incredibly well say this. It doesn't come off great. Yeah. It doesn't come off great. And I just, I can't believe we're still doing this. Like, opt-outs are going to be a thing, and that's okay. Like, you could still enjoy bowl season. You could still gamble on bowl season. You could still do whatever. I I have a hard time just feeling strong. I, if, if a player decides to come, like Sam Howell. Sam Howell played... In North Carolina's bowl game, it was terrible. I bet North Carolina was stupid ass. So did I. Um, and and like that's kind of cool because it is selfishly we're like, yeah, Sam Howell. I've liked watching him a lot. Matt Corral, yes, dude was great. And and so selfishly, like we want these guys to play because we like watching them play college football. Absolutely. Like that's fine to admit that. I'm also perfectly fine if players get good advice and say, hey, you know, Mr. Pickett, like. 
don't do this. Come work out with us, and we're going to be done with this thing. I, I want to bring this forward because I've been thinking about this a lot. We have a opt-out situation brewing with Will Anderson that is Clowney-like, right? I would, I, like when when Jadavian Clowney was was approaching his junior year, that's when the conversation started. Does he sit out his whole junior season? Mm-hmm. And I think we're wondering now, and I'm perfectly fine with this, but I'm fascinated by it. Like, when is somebody when's somebody going to take that next step and sit out a playoff game or quit in October or sit out their junior year? Yeah. Because here's the thing, too, Paige. Like, Jamar Chase, uh, Micah Parsons, the two likely offensive and rookie uh, defensive rookie of the years, mm-hmm. did not play a down of goddamn college football last year. <laughs> like, did not play one down. They For COVID reasons, they said, uh-uh, I'm out. And we are like, oh, we'll see how that goes. And they have had two of the best rookie seasons in the NFL ever. Yeah. So I'm not saying that Will Anderson's going to say no. In fact, you talk to people who say, like, the dude just loves to play. If he did, I would be cool with it. But I think that's where we're heading. And I think people just need to kind of come to terms with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think COVID gave us the excuse for, gave the excuse for some of these players to be able to do that. Agreed. They probably already considered it before, but just the nature of that season, I think, it, it gave people up. that, but I think yeah. it, it it goes to prove to your point. It proves the point of is it worth it? Is it for, in some cases? It and also it's not going to be a universal thing. That's a thing. Like no, that's that's what's so frustrating about this take is because playing for some people is a good thing. Playing for other people is not a good thing. It's just based on the player, based on the team, based on the situation. Like to be fair, Sam Howell, it, it didn't do much for me. So like. Realistically no. speaking, like people were like, "Oh, this is a good chance for him to, you know, show out. Whatever he is going to the Senior Bowl. Like, there are places for him to do that, but there are also downsides to it. There are downsides to playing as well. Now, I I do yes. think about the fact that like it, the stuff that I like thoroughly enjoy doing, like I can't imagine just like giving up. So I feel like when it's your like whole world, like it's it would be a very difficult decision. You can go and train and not actually play in games. Absolutely. But I'd be curious if people start to reach out to those guys you specifically mentioned and ask about that process and like what that was like, because it is, I just, it's very yes. unique. It's, there's a blueprint for it. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to do it right. Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette sat out a bowl game. It was pretty bold. God, at the that time. was so like, the most obnoxious, especially because you gonna know, hurt I their would, draft stock. Yeah. Especially because you yes. know, I would die they, on the hill for Christian McCaffrey. Like I, th- yes. I was, that was the worst having to, to listen to, to all of that. I think I I think Will Anderson is a unique case of a guy that is essentially as a sophomore proven he's the best player in the sport and one of the best defensive players we've seen probably in the last five to ten years. So now, okay, he comes back to a really good team and can win again. And mm-hmm. I kind of thought like I don't I'm not going to ask Nick this because I feel like our relationship would be severed <laughs> if I asked him this question. I I could just see like. Uh, like I can see Josh him bursting in You know, they're Alabama. Our immediate court just looking at me like, you dumb son of a bitch. Like, no, I'm not going to ask him the question. And and I, it, Josh would not be wrong. But I do think it's a really interesting conversation. And it's unfair to ask the kid this right now. Like, you're thinking about opting out. But I think it's kind of unique. I saw it on Twitter today. Start to gain some steam. Like, here's a dude with 30-plus tackles for loss was the best player again in their last semifinal game. What's he going to do? So the point really isn't just him, but I think opt-outs are here. Embrace them or don't. I don't really care. Yeah. It's not going to change anybody's decisions. But just the the, the venom surrounding all of it's, this is really odd. It's wild. This okay. stuff has been around for a while. One more thing about opt-outs before we move into, I do want to talk a little bit about the playoff expansion conversation. Um One thing I will say is that as you were talking about this, what is going to happen, and I just said, like, we're going to have stuff change in five years from now that that wasn't even on our radar. You know what's going to happen is if players start to decide to opt out of years, okay, then we're going to have to have the conversation about the draft eligibility rule and the things that go into that. Oh yeah! Like that's that's the next thing. That is literally the next thing that we're going to be talking about. That's the next domino to fall and change and all of that. So that as you were saying that, all I could think was, as soon as that happens, they're going to have to change that rule because then it's going to be it's going to be bloody for the first few that decide to sit out in non-COVID years um, 
for a full oh, season. Yeah. And but I, it's fair. But then the conversation of changing the rules so that they're not having to sit out a whole year and can be in the NFL is and making money. Well, screw it. We'll do it this way. Is gonna, yes. It's totally going to start happening. But anyway, but that, that just was something that as you were talking through it, I was like, oh, no. But playoff expansion and bulls. I do want to talk about this because yes. I think there's been a lot. A part of the negativity has been that, like, you know, bulls don't necessarily matter and, like, oh, don't expand the playoff because the semis sucked. Here's my, here's my two cents on expansion of the playoff. I literally don't care if we end up with four SEC teams in the top four if you've made these bowl you don't, games Homer. count. Those were exciting, fun bowl games without there being anything besides winning a bowl game up for grabs. Oh, yeah. And so, like, I understand that people are like, well, Georgia and Alabama, I get that they're going to be the top two teams. That's not That's not my point. One, you're going to have somebody that ends up losing to a team they're not supposed to lose to. That is just bound to happen. If you have 12, the odds are ever in the favor of someone who's an underdog, okay? Yeah. Will it be exciting for a game or two? Yeah. Okay? It'll be exciting for a game or two. Yes. Will they end up not playing in the national championship? Probably not. But it just is fun to add that element to it because it is going to add... You will you will see people play because it will be for something. You will still see people opt out. But... I hate this thing that's like, well, if you like bowl games, you can just watch those bowl games. Even if the playoff is expansion, like, you still get to watch those games. I get it, but it's still, there's an added fun to it. Just like there's an, I mean, I'm a huge college basketball person, there's an added fun to the fact that it's anyone's game. Like, it's anyone's, anyone has the opportunity. You never know. Football, it's a little different, obviously, but it still would make the, these things way more interesting and way more exciting, I think, to the casual fan, maybe not the diehard who's watching all these bowl games anyway. Uh, that I, I think that's a really good point. And we'll talk about those two games specifically. Mm-hmm. But I think oftentimes people like have their blinders on saying, how would this benefit me mm-hmm. or my team? But like, I, this, would not, this would not negatively impact the regular season, first of all, which seems to mm-hmm. be the... The biggest argument: you would get more meaningful matches, matchups at the front end of the year, because there's a, there's a mulligan or two in there for teams. Mm-hmm. You'd get three lost teams in the playoff. I'm okay with that. You'd get better games across the board, and you would you would you would expand the net so much wider, especially if you tied in conference championships. Where like the last like six weeks of the like the season, or the last six weeks of the calendar, I guess, where you've got championship week and then the playoffs would be awesome. You could get games on campuses, which I think, frankly, the playoffs yes. sorely misses. You you do all this shit in college environments, and you go to these stale, weak-ass fucking NFL stadiums, and it's just not the same. It's yeah. very corporate, right? Like, it is. It, it's just not. Like, Indy will be great. It'll be a great scene. Georgia fans, Bama fans will show out. It's still not the same. If you were to do the, the quarters, I guess, on a college campus – it would be awesome. It would be amazing. And I know, well, I know Nick Saban was like, you know, the games more isn't necessarily better. And, like, you're still going to have some blowouts. NFL playoffs. There are years where, like, the first week and of the NFL playoffs, the games all suck. You've got, like, six games, and they're all bad. You're going to get more games. This is really kind of a basic-ass blueprint. Give me more chances to get more great games. All those games on Jan 1st, with the exception of Iowa-Kentucky, which was not like a playoff game, pains me to say that, are like potential playoff yeah. matchups, right? Like 7-8, 5-12, and they would have been banger. They were they bangers. Were. And they would have been fine. They would have been fine, obviously, with stakes attached. So just do it. Yeah. This system ain't working. I it's also, fine. I could deal with it. I'll love it. It ain't working. Think about, like, a couple weeks ago when I told you I was being a prisoner of the moment, and I was like, I feel like anyone can get into the playoff right now because of the things happening. That would stay longer. Like, we would get that through the end of the year because you'd have conferences where things actually matter, and you're not like, oh, nope, this is going to end up the way we think it's going to end up, and there's only one game that really matters. There's going to be multiple games that really matter towards the end of the, the regular season. So, I don't know. I, I love the idea of playoff expansion. Like I said, I could care less if I, I have to watch too. four SEC teams be the top four. I don't care. I don't care. Like, it, that, that doesn't bother I, me. And I, but I, and I think there's nothing wrong. And, like, Nick Saban did say, he's like, I thought that having 
four was too many too. But like that's the nature of what it is. He is fully prepared to move into the next stage of this because well, he knows it's coming. Well, he he does. Well, he does realize he is the reason this is kind of happening, <laughs> right? Like the, the the other conversations, it's like expand the playoff or wait for him to retire. It, like I, I mean, seriously, like that. Well, we've had this conversation the, the dude, a lot I, because I know you're excited about Kirby, and obviously we'll get there. But like, it is really about. Just whenever Nick retires, then then it's up for grabs. Then it's back to the. They, it's even. So they've made the national championship in six of seven years. years. Let's 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 talk semis. Yep. Let's, that's perfect. Because I, I I wrote about Saban this weekend, and like you look at the the accolades. So Alabama beats Cincinnati. We knew it was going to happen. Cincinnati, um, by the way, constrictor Bama. By the way, Cincinnati deserves to be in the playoff. That's it. Yes, that's all we need to talk course. about. Uh, yeah, for sure. That's it. Congratulations, no, Cincinnati. They, you did it. Proud of you. Great year. Phenomenal year. Yes. Watching Luke Fickle get choked up was, like, moving to me. Like, he was – that was cool. Like, yes. he stayed at his school. They got their ass kicked, and yet, like, the guy has been on this magical carpet ride for two years, and you could see it pour out. Like, it was neat it to, was. See, uh, to see him do that. But, uh, yeah, you could kind of tell that game wasn't going to go well. No. Actually, that's kind of a theme for both games. Frankly, in the first two minutes, you kind of knew what was going on in terms of – Size up front. You knew it was going to be a, probably a, a tough matchup defensively, mm-hmm. like for Cincinnati up front, and then a healthy Brian Robinson for the first time in a while just ran wild. I think my uh, my takeaway on this game, yes, Cincinnati belonged. That's one takeaway. But this was pre-Lane Kiffin, Alabama. Mm-hmm. This was boa constrictor football, rushing the quarterback, running the ball. Oh. Who's at your door? My dog. It's probably somebody dropping. That's aggressive dropped. barking. It's actually, Are you being robbed? I, no, someone's definitely dropping off a package. Someone's up at our front door. Gosh. Up in, no, no one is breaking into this like, house, trust me. No, no, no. I was, was going to say. Probably like the Cujo. nicest dog. He looks still. nice. Uh, oh, okay. But it can be a dick? Yeah, he, he'll bark at you. Kind of? But he, he also won't he won't bite anybody. That's the funny part, too. He's never bitten his oh. life. So it's like, great. Literally all bark. Yes. Um, but no. So, so I thought, I thought this game kind of played out as planned. I think the one takeaway page, and this kind of leads into some championship conversation to come. Bryce Young looked a little shook mm-hmm. finally, like like Cincinnati did what Georgia could not. They couldn't stop the run worth of shit, uh, which is probably part of the problem. But they pressured him, and for like the first time all year, literally I think all year, maybe with the exception of Auburn. He looked really uncomfortable in the pocket at yeah. times, which is like not something that has happened. Cincinnati did a hell of a job for they that. Did. If I'm Georgia, I'm watching that tape because I'm saying, guys, this is the shit we failed miserably at, and look what they did. Now we have to stop the run somewhere. So I, it, the game was kind of what we thought it would be yeah. in a lot of respects with probably a little bit less points than I thought we'd get. Yeah, I, I bet the over. Um, so I, <laughs> shame, shame. Um, it's been a... Over overs have been a like a, an enigma here. I really you, need to late, not. I, I need that's part of my New Year's resolution is to not bet the over, um, and we'll get to that later. Oh no! Uh, I know. Oh, no. I know. But honestly, does it really apply for like another six months or so? So we're okay. Um, no, but, there you yeah, go. Exactly. That's the uh, but the I agree with you. I think it was exactly what we thought it would be. Obviously, Bama covered because you never bet against Nick Saban. You just don't do it, and I'm sure you'll do it later today. But sneak preview. Yes. Um, but I, I, yes, I think Cincinnati absolutely deserved to be there, and Alabama was just Alabama. And like you said, it was so weird to watch Alabama run the ball the way they did. Not to say that they haven't the last couple of years, but it was just so, like you said, pre-Lane Kiffin of just like what you know yeah. Alabama to be. And no, I mean the the quarterback play at Alabama during that time was nowhere near what Bryce Young is capable of, but. It, Jake, Jake Coker, <laughs> not Bryce Young. But it just was I could like go through my Rolodex of average QB. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you, but it, game managers. But you, you now have a guy who was struggling in that capacity. But also, I just love that he like he was still smiling the whole time. Like there was no worry in his yeah. in his mind that they were going to lose that game at all. It was like, hey, I'm struggling, but keep going, just do it. So that's why I'm not worried about the national championship. Um, the other semifinal game, not what we expected. Yes, not. We got caught no, up in no. the moment of seeing Georgia versus Alabama, and and it backfired because Georgia looked great. Props to Stenson. Yes. All right. 
He's a good quarterback. I don't know. I just I, I feel weird. He's good. He threw some dimes. I. This was a game more so than Cincinnati. Like you watched the front play, like the line play, and you're like, oh my god. Like Michigan is fucked. Like, like I mean, literally. Like it took me about two minutes watching the de- watching Aiden Hutchinson, who did nothing, who was amazing, and he just. I mean, the the shots of him just getting, you know, thrown around. Humbled, yeah. Um. It it was fascinating. Now the other thing that was fascinating though, like Georgia went like to an all screen offense for a while, and then would just like throw a bomb to James Cook or uh, Bowers. Oh my God! By the way, yeah. he is. Like, I, my guy Darnell Washington, like, they've got yes. two legit, like, five-star tight ends. And Darnell, who's 6'9", 260 pounds, is, like, an afterthought because they have a guy that, talking to some people this week, think is, like, the future at the position is this guy Bowers. So I I just thought uh, N'Kobe Dean, oh, my God, like, that dude made himself some money. Jordan Davis, of course, was great. Um, the difference in athlete, and we'll talk about the Harbaugh oh, thing, God. was striking. If I'm a Michigan fan, kind of like Cincinnati, unbelievable year. You've been a you've been the joke for seven years. It's been the Harbaugh joke. It's been shit. You you won the Big Ten. You conquered Ohio State. It's a great year. And yet after that game, you measured up to like the team that's been recruiting better than everybody, mm-hmm. including Alabama, if only by a slight margin. And my take would be like, oh my god, we've got a long fucking way to go. Like yeah. this is, this is, this is just different. Now, I will say because we'll talk a lot about Georgia, Michigan's got some really good. Like McCarthy, I think he's going to be awesome. Like he has got some really good skills. Like I'm glad we got to see him. And if they take care of him and use it right, and Jesus, he needs to learn how to slide. Oh my god, he's going to get himself killed. Um, they've got some fun talent, yeah. but Georgia was just phenomenal. Well, Phenomenal in, like, every facet of that game. They could have won that game by 60 God, if they wanted they, to. That was just... And Cracking another I, beer, I feel bad that we didn't even take into account that, like, they were going to come out angry and have something to prove. Like, I guess I didn't just... I mean, I thought Michigan maybe did, too, but I guess I feel like they already did. And we sort of mentioned it last week. But um, now the um, Athletic is reporting that Jim Harbaugh and people at Michigan... Um, basically you're saying, oh, they think he's going to dip for the NFL and specifically go to the Raiders. I honestly think that if you take less money, you donate your money to the athletics department, and then you piece it for the NFL, that is like the most humble version of a breakup. That's like the girl that's like fully confident in herself and knows what she's worth and like leaves and is like not even being petty. She's just like a nice person and like makes the most of it. Like that is the equivalent of that. I was like, that is a classy, that would be the classiest way to go. Of like, peace. I know you're not going to pay me. I got you here. Good for you. Try I, and figure it out yourself. I, well, you know, I love Jim Harbaugh. Yes. It's not even full blown. It's it's I want it out in the open. This is my Jim Harbaugh moment. The, okay, last year they wanted his ass out of yes. there, and when they sheepishly gave him a pay cut, they're like, "What the hell?" Now he beats Ohio State. He wins the Big Ten. He climbs the mountain. He's he's eating shit from fans for three years. If he were to say, "You know what? I'm good," right? They asked him about the pay cut in the press conference. It's just money. And I believe him. Well, like, I, think yeah. he, I think that dude is just wired differently. Well, he has, and, and he I mean ha- to be fair, he has a lot of money already, so he doesn't really need Oh, that. he has so much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's making like $4 million a year. But I like still, like, to, and, and donating, like, I Mel Tucker just got $95 million. And if you're Jim Harbaugh, you're looking, no offense to Mel Tucker, but $100 million for a coach that's relatively unproven. And a guy that just went to the playoff, which I would be surprised if Mel Tucker ever does at Michigan State. If he does, that will, frankly, justify the contract. Mm-hmm. And, again, he's a good coach. If I'm Jim Harbaugh and the Raiders job opens up, yeah, I would think about it. Because they'll give him a huge deal. He's got a connection to the owner. He'll probably get, like, an eight-year, $70 million contract. And you don't have to recruit 
You don't have to deal with Ohio State anymore. Literally, like, you don't have to deal with Michigan fans yeah. anymore. Because even if I mean, it's the classiest I, F. It would be the classiest FU possible. I would be highly impressed. I, of and I, I do think because that's like to your point. Like Michigan fans wanted him gone, gone. They were so now, done. I there think, was not one left that was like you know maybe we should give him a chance. Really, there wasn't. And then they're in the playoff. It's like. And then they're excited. I I do think he loves. I think he loves it at Michigan, and and ultimately, I think this is probably a a pitch to his agent to get more money. Yeah. Doesn't it feel that way? Yeah. Like, like, the, 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 like I I think it was Bruce Feldman who reported it. Yeah. Like this feels like what happens when you want to be paid. But it's so like what do the... you give him then? Because you just cut his pay a year ago. Right? That much changed? The whole model changed. Like, I'm fascinated by all this. If if he wants to go to the NFL, like the names that we're seeing tossed around, like Bill O'Brien, no offense to Bill O'Brien. I mean, Alabama these are fans would be really happy fill. if Bill O'Brien took an NFL job. No, like like Josh Gaddis, the OC, who I actually think has done an awesome job. Excellent job. Like, Phenomenal. Like, oh, like he, he probably makes a lot of sense. So, like, but you you get into names here that Michigan fans like they have Jim friggin Harbaugh right now, and they're going to win nine to ten games probably pretty much from this point moving forward, at the bare minimum, right? Is there you're going to lose to Ohio State still? Is there anyone who's been as successful as Jim Harbaugh on the field that has been? And I say on the field because the, there's an answer that I'm thinking of, but I don't think it applies to this. That's been criticized this much for the things that have happened. Like I like for being mediocre. Like I feel like it's not it hasn't Oh no like like, like I'm thinking like, Ur- like, like I'm thinking eats- like Urban Meyer is an example, but like Urban had other issues and that's yeah. why he obviously lost his job and was criticized and he's super he's been super successful in the at the college level. But I mean like Jim Harbaugh no, has been pretty I successful mean, like- everywhere he's been and is probably one of the most criticized guys. I wouldn't even say that Dabo's criticized. People were okay with No, he's criticized for like his takes on paying players yes, and yeah, his, yeah. like but but people respect him. Like you know I don't yeah, that's, I don't know, I don't true. think so. Like I feel like the disrespect level for Jim Harbaugh is has been out of out of control. I, I mean I don't think it's been warranted. Yes, I do think they I don't have a good answer that, for ooh. that. I, I think Jim Harbaugh's no. They've had some shitty years. I, I he's easily and he he makes himself a bit of an easy target with just yeah not on purpose his quirkiness and all that like <laughs> he's just but, who he is. But I do think like oh I I just again I am he's warming up now. Great, they got their asses kicked, but he's got the receiver gloves on and he's warming up. Like he's just he's just I just am fascinated by him. Yeah, and I I want him to do that well. Now okay before we. Talk. We got to talk Brian Kelly too. We'll talk about him. We have to talk Caleb Williams. Yes, we do. Okay. Uh, th- this is wild. Are you surprised? Like, he's gone. Yeah. Right? Well, Caleb Williams. Well, yes, because he's in said, the transfer portal well, officially. He said the potential of coming back to. Um, to Oklahoma was still there, but Oklahoma said, okay, you're going to leave. We're going to bring in Dylan Gabriel, which is hilarious. That he which, was committed to UCLA and then switched. Um, but I mean, I, well, his OC, yes. his no, his OC. I mean, and by but the way, yeah. this is the right move for Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma, this is the right move. You can't wait for this for for your quarterback to like leave leave you at the altar here. You need to get, and I think Gabriel can play a little. bit. Yes. So I I am I am surprised by this. NIL, shout out NIL. Um, Caleb Williams is probably going to get paid a million dollars to play football somewhere yes. next year. Um, um, like literally a million dollars. This is going to be wild. So and I sent you a yes, video probably like a week or two ago of a guy who works for Barstool, Jack Mack. He talked about this theory about transfer QBs going where their girlfriends go to college, okay? This has happened for, like, two other quarterbacks yep. in the portal. So when Caleb was rumored to be going, when he, after the game, after Oklahoma's game, he did the sort of sidestepped the, like, transfer portal thing and transferring and being there type of thing. And I thought that my brother did some research and was like, his girlfriend goes to UNC, okay? So, so then 
obviously that's when it, it, it became official. Um, I jokingly said that UNC was going to get him, but then the person who started this theory said, okay, he hasn't posted a picture with this girl. I think they might have broken up. I think it was a high school thing, okay? Uh, but guess what? Today, there was an update. There was an update. Caleb has been posting on his Instagram stories, and he was comparing the two Instagram stories, and it appears they are together. So UNC, for Caleb, back on. Back on. We're back on. So this theory is hilarious, and if you have not seen the video, I will find it and tweet it. Yes, because it is, it is so funny because it's actually accurate for, I think it's like at least three transfer quarterbacks so far. Um, but yeah, I, the the transfer quarterback girlfriend theory is probably my favorite college football theory ever because it's so funny. I I could see him there, but Oklahoma's very odd. Yes, but but Oklahoma's odd statement. Um, this kind of offered up a little window into how this is going to work. Mm-hmm. You have a freshman quarterback who looked great in the bowl game without Lincoln Riley. Shout out Bob Stoops, by the way. And <laughs> was phenomenal for for a young quarterback. Yeah. Phenomenal. And Oklahoma posts this, you know, he's answered and we're going to support him and we'll recruit him and we're trying to put it together a very competitive NIL deal. Paraphrasing. So that is fascinating, mm-hmm. right? Now, Caleb Williams, I think his dad has come out and basically said we want to pair him with the best um, – you know, pro with the mind for professional football. We're going to prepare him for that. Of course, USC immediately comes to mind, but they got a pretty damn good quarterback there. But he also uh, has now, to play you know, and make well, money. And and this is kind of where I'm going. How many teams next year? I, I have two. Would say we don't need Caleb Williams. I have two next year, and Alabama. they're pretty obvious. Yes. Ohio State. Yeah. So with Stroud. Stroud's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, Stroud is phenomenal. So you've got... Do you know... you got Bryce Young, you got C.J. Stroud. What, so... What other teams... Fucking Georgia should be like... Wait, are they going to get... Georgia are they able to play next the, year, though? They have to sit out a year. Do you think you'll get an ex, ex... No, you get a free year. You get a free year without penalty. So if you're Georgia, I and you've got totally... two quarterbacks that can come back... Yes. So you are... So this is like... If you're Georgia, who has sucked at this position, I, sorry, Bennett. But also, question. Like, I yes to your point. I think Georgia is a, a good option. But do you think that they could make a better bid than Texas A&M? Um, Pocket financially. Yeah. Uh, and also, Jimbo, like that doesn't maybe that that's not a bad person to be. No, it's just different. Like, it's because also I if you're like wanting, I think well, it's like if you want to go like pro ready, and if you want to play in like a cartoon style offense, you'll go to UNC or you'll go to USC. But yeah, I I think he's going to have a lot of options. Obviously, but it, the point is he's going to have every option but two. Literally, I think he'll but two. go to the I SEC. If I had to school. guess, I would think that he would go to the SEC. I. I think it's going to be fascinating to see where he ends up. Um, but, yeah, every literally every school, I could not find. Like, USC's got a really good young quarterback in Jackson Dart who looks yeah. like he's going to be the real deal. And I think Lincoln Riley would say, you know what? Jackson, good luck, buddy. Like, I, I mean, that pairing would not shock me at all. And you talk about a splash. You get those two year one at USC. Holy shit. I don't know. Like, that would be, yeah. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, Georgia seems like the most obvious fit to me, minus the fact that USC obviously is part of the theory. But in all seriousness, like, I just, if I'm someone who wants to develop for the NFL, I don't necessarily, because that was part of the statement, was like he wanted to, like, be ready for the next step. Like, I don't view Georgia as a place that has done a good job of developing people for the next level in the next step. No, they, they, Justin Fields had to go. Yeah. I mean, there was reasons he had to go beyond yeah. that. I mean, that was but bad. But still, but I you just... you think about it, I like... I don't... Yeah, I mean, it makes the most sense. I, but then, like, I look at Texas A&M, and that, to me, makes a little bit more sense. But, I mean, the Lincoln reunion definitely... I, 
I can see it. Go play with Le- go play with Lane Kiffin. Go to Ole oh Miss. That would be gosh, fun as hell. That would be so. Actually, ooh. That would be. I kind of want that. Put together. That would be can very you, fun. Oh my gosh. Um. That's I, okay. Last thing, we got we got to talk this game. We got to talk I'm about sorry. the national we, championship. I love this banter. Oh. Uh, but Brian Kelly talking about his accent. Um. First off, LSU. Shout out for playing in that god awful ball game. You should not have been playing in that game. Like, way to go! I'm serious. They're playing a fucking wide receiver, a quarterback. Like, it's probably not great. And then you have Brian Kelly up there, who like could not have given less fucks about the game, um, which was funny. And they're asking him like they kind of drilled Brian Kelly about his fake accent and. Brian Kelly was clearly making a joke, saying, you know, Boston accents are not strong. He's was he? one of the worst joke delivery. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yes. can't I can't tell. You're yes. right. He's terrible he's at executing delivery jokes. We know this. terrible. You know, yes. Hey, speaking of executing, That's, I mean, he had the execution my comment on hey, the field, and he was like, You caught on to my oh, joke. Oh, see, see, now I'm missing the <laughs> joke. Okay. Um, I was like, exactly. So he's really bad delivery. Right. You missed my dad joke. Yes. He's... He, it was very good. Thank you. Clearly. Shoo, <laughs> over my head. Um, but he, like, that, that's going to be, so I'm looking at this roster, though, real quick on Kelly. And, like, they've got 39 scholarship players. He's talking about having to be active in the transfer portal. The cupboards are bare. They've got a quarterback coming. Like, is is this going to be a rough first yes. year? Like, LSU is kind of gutted. Like, I'm watching this game, and I'm thinking, like, Okay, Brian Kelly will get his hands on this thing. You don't have to like Brian Kelly. I, a lot of people do not, for for reasons I think that are somewhat fair. Is this going to be rough yes. next year? Like, is this going to get toxic? Because it could. It'll do hurt. you know what I think needs to happen? I think he needs to do the Lane Kiffin method. I think he needs to lean in to being very dry and very blah, yes. but he needs to use it to his advantage. Make yourself still relevant. So continue to make these bad jokes. Continue to make yourself on the internet where people can see you, where players can see you. Continue Lean into it. Like, he needs to lean into it. Their media team has been amazing for years. They need to lean into this. They need to make jokes at his expense. I, I think that's a good point. And they need to make jokes at his expense. He needs to do the FAU Lane Kiffin thing and use it to his advantage. Be relevant. Be talked about. Be on social media. Because... I mean, even his daughter, who is, like, a TikTok star now because of some of the things she's posted on her TikTok since the change and everything. But I... What are the what are the things she's posted? She's just TikTok? posted about, like, people not I'm liking old, her dad. I'm old here. She's, like, posted about people not liking oh, okay. her dad and just, like, jokes with, like, sounds that you can do. It's a whole thing. I'll have to show you in Indy. Okay. Sorry. Um, old guy. But old guy I just mean, like, if I'm him, I use this to my advantage. Because you're right. It is going to be difficult. There's going to be... A lot, and, and and like you said, there are people that don't really like him. Lane was in that same situation. There are people that didn't really like him, didn't like the way he went about it, and he yes. turned it into something where now he's coaching an SEC team, and people love him. You know what I mean? He needs to lean into this. If I, I'm his PR person, I, that's what I'm doing. Lean into it. Lean into I, the bad. I thought the stuff. dancing. I I thought the dancing with the quarterback was funny. I know we don't have to like him, but he's just like dad shaking his dad ass up there with like. And he kind of said, like, dude, it's like a five-star quarterback. Like, they asked me to dance. I'm going to dance. Which I thought is funny. Like, we can distance ourselves from the person and still say, like, okay. But, but you're right. Like, the Lane Kiffin book of character Re- reincarnation, reincarnation. Yeah, is, like, what he needs to. Legit. Yeah. So, um, he's going to have his work cut out for him. All right. We got to talk about a real football game. I'm National so championship. Excited. I literally, I can't. All right, explain. are we just? Do we want to turn this picks and points yes, and just, just kind of let's give our picks poetic? first okay. and then just ex- explain the rest? So first off, this is just for you, frozen tundra. Frozen tundra. Oh, That's shit. gonna. I can't really see that. This light is so. Bright, it got but so it is dark in your room. This is a local. Guy. What happened? It got I, so yeah, dark. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's the COVID kicking. In. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's me and my. Oh yeah, the light is like going. It's in and out. I don't know. What I gotta stop doing. moving. It's my giant shiny head. Okay, um, frozen tundra. Yes, but this is a local. This is a local beer. Okay. Um, half day brewing, which is an awesome brewery down the street for me. You say half day brewing. Really good IPA. Half day brewing. There's something. Yes, there's a like brand half called day. Half it's Day like that's like a snowboarding brand. I wonder if it's related in any way. 
I it probably is not, but it is <laughs> delicious, <laughs> and it is. But um, and it's fitting because it's like zero degrees here now. You are going to clearly. I am not even looking at our rundown. You're you're picking Alabama. Oh, I'm betting Alabama. Give me Alabama plus three. Give it to me now. Okay, I will take it. I'm not. I I'm like, not changing my theory like, on betting against Nick Saban. I don't do it. I don't ever put money on anything against Nick Saban. It will not happen. It just won't. Okay. I can't do it. I don't care how now, good Georgia looked. I can don't I, care. Can I give myself a little? Um, Props. Pat on the back. Go ahead. Yeah. The floor is yours. Okay. I'm pulling. I'm pulling it up. So, back on. You got the exact. What date. the hell is the date of this? August thirteenth. Mm-hmm. I wrote an article about Georgia, mm-hmm. and I said the chalk I'm back in Sun Bleacher Report. You and I working on this. I was in Lake Geneva Lake House at the time. It was very warm, and. It's not warm now. <laughs> and this is what I wrote. I'm pulling the exact. Good Lord. Wrote about Eric Gilbert. He's not there. Blah, blah, blah. Playing Clemson. That game sucked. Okay. Here's what I wrote. Adam Kramer, August 11th, 13th, whatever it was. It could, it could come down to Alabama yet again in the SEC championship game. After that, we'll have to wait and see. If this team stays healthy, it should match up with anyone. The tell on the sideline is staggering. And it's time for that to finally flourish on the grandest stage. Now you're talking about Georgia. That was, yes. Ooh. Sorry, and I had them, and I do have this ticket still plus six fifty, right? I bet Georgia at plus six fifty. Oh, you and I, I probably shouldn't sit plus, next to each other in the press five. box. <laughs> you know what though? Like, I'm at peace with all. Of yes. This. Like I, I. The, my worst behavior in a press box was Iowa-Michigan Big Ten Championship when Iowa was like a foot from going to the fucking playoff. That was the closest I've been to like heaving myself out. <laughs> so I'll be good here. But I I rarely write on predictions. I don't want to be a dick about this. I'm not like a – like this is not – I'm like usually I'm dead wrong. I'm dying. Georgia, I'm... I fell from the start of the season, and, and I – this could work out. I'm just dying I could over look the smart. lighting be- and the fact that you are so passionate about this. Like sets the mood of like the intensity of just like. Oh, this it's is like my moment. It's like, I'm like in a fucking bat cave. Yes. This it's is not your moment. that dark in here. I you promise. did say that. And I'm like a floating head with my Iowa shirt. <laughs> you did say that, and you've been on Georgia all year long, and I. I agree that Georgia is a good team. I just don't. I and look, they proved me wrong on this in the semis. Like maybe they they proved okay. me wrong in this aspect, but I just I I I can't. All right. Well, you bring you bring up the point that picking in against Nick Saban is not fun mm. and not smart, and especially Kirby Smart, who has had his issues in these games. But it's also won a shit ton of games, so I think that narrative's a little overrated. You just have to win a game like this, and then it goes away. We said this about Dabo. Clemsoning was a thing, and then they beat Alabama, and it goes away. So I think we tend to lean into that Did it, stuff. though? Because Alabama's still winning championships. It doesn't go away. You no, because... I'm saying about, I, no, I'm saying about Clemson. Oh. I, like, the whole Clemsoning thing went yes. away. Well... Like, Clemson now, like, they won, they won two titles. Yes. And, like, like... They are no longer. They can did question change the narrative. What they'll do, they change the narrative. Georgia can change the narrative, but the narrative is the narrative until it's not. Like you have to do something about it. And I, I'd say there is a of all of the the obstacles. I'd say that the gap between coaching is bigger than the gap between quarterbacks. You're almost like it's that big, right? It's Nick fucking Saban. Yep. But the thing about it is Kirby Smart doesn't have to make a tackle, and. I guess my biggest thing, Paige, like I watched this game again. Bryce Young played like one of the best football games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. No hyperbole mm-hmm. against this defense. Yeah. One of the best football games I've ever seen. And I don't know if he can do it again. And I say this as someone that thinks he is an enormous talent. I think the loss of Mechie, you go back to that first game. Mechie goes down, and the offense has not looked the same since. Mm-hmm. It really, it just hasn't. Now you're not going to. Okay, Brian Robinson runs for 200 yards, that, which was awesome, by the way. Good for him. It's um, you, you're not going to do that against Georgia. No. And Georgia's not going to have to like stockpile the line to prevent Brian Robinson from rushing for 200 yards, most likely. 
So who's going to make plays for them? Because but again, Mechie in that game had like 100 yards receiving. Like, but like before he got hurt, you don't have to score that many points to be Georgia. Like I understand that that I mean I think an Alabama defense against Bennett. Like I I look what happened the last time. Like you know what I mean. Like I don't think. I, yeah. I don't necessarily think you need to have him have a perfect game for them to to win. I think it comes down to the defensive side of things because, like we've talked about before. Georgia has never been in a situation until the Alabama game where they were chasing and having to to be aggressive and on offense. And so I, I to your point, I think if Bryce Young goes off and and also here's the other thing, we we've mentioned this previously, but like we've talked about how this is one of the better coaching jobs we've seen from Nick Saban in terms of talent. And he sort of mentioned it earlier this week about how they shifted gears a little instead of getting on a bunch of these guys, he yes. really helped some of them develop. And I think we've Which seen, is awesome, by we've the way. seen that happen. I think with the Alabama or the Auburn game, excuse me, that that was a perfect opportunity for them to hammer them and they basically used that to flourish into the next stage of things. And so I think they're just continuing to get better and that's ultimately we talked about this. Teams, successful teams, get better as the season goes on. I think that Georgia had hit its successful peak pretty early and hasn't we haven't seen it until this past week we did see their quarterback play get better and their offense get better but and be more reliable uh, yes. but again you're playing against Alabama's defense yes i so, um for sure well i know we're we like this is going to be an awkward press box first of all <laughs> um what, what else? Whatever. That's it is. fine. Because we're, we're our rooting. The thing is, is what we think is going to happen and our rooting interests are aligned in terms of, like, I think Alabama's going to win. I'm rooting for Alabama. You think Georgia's going to win. You're rooting for Georgia. It's going to be a little weird. Well, I'm rooting to be right. I mean, like, I've got, and I'm rooting to make some yeah, that, money. Yeah, you're rooting to make money. Uh, that, I'm rooting for too. my friend and her family and also the fact that I just worship the ground that Nick Saban walks on because I think. Well, I, just, I love Nick Saban, too. Like, I. I no, I'm torn on this. Now it's hard. I do. I think I, that uh, like, but I already told you this too. The other thing that's in our favor, I'm, our favor, like I play for Alabama, um, is. Oh Jesus! I thought you were talking you and I. <laughs> no, in like, our like, favor, like it's going to be great. It's going to be hot dogs at halftime or something. Hopefully, like, there's good food. No, you're talking Alabama. Oh, by oh, the yeah. way, shout out to Mayo Bowl for there. We box. didn't talk about the Mayo bath, which, by the way, one of us has to do, and I think it's going to be me, which is upsetting. Um. But I think I had a good week yeah, last week. We both did actually. We both had a good up. week last week. So we'll see what happens. Um we'll calculate it after the national championship. But Oh my god, you won with Michigan State. Yes. Like I was what so a happy. Fucking I was so happy. Can I rant? I was so happy. Yes. I have Pitt. I bet Pitt, right? I'm winning the whole game. I'm sitting on my couch. I, I and I'm watching this game. And I've we've scratched and clawed for this cover. And you could just see it coming, and I see this five foot six fucking linebacker catches the ball, and he's just like running. It's like go down. I'm just saying it like go down, go down, go down, go. And then no, beautiful, boom, like punch in the face. Oh, that was the worst gambling loss I've had this that year. Was that not, was that was not the that was not the 11, best. That was 11. the second best win that I had this year. The first was live betting Stanford to Oregon. That was the thrill of my life. Oh, that was oh, the yes. thrill of my life. Plus 800. That was, great. That was the no, thrill of my was... life. Oh, God. I have Kentucky. I'm looking at my picks. So, so Arkansas, cha-ching. OK State, cha-ching. Kentucky, Iowa, 44, under 44. That had to hit. I don't know what the exact score was. Alabama, cha-ching. Michigan would prefer not to talk about yeah. you. Um, we, you were 4-1 as well. Your only miss was UNC. Yeah. Minus nine. Stupid. And Michigan State, which should, yeah. should have been an L. So but, we'll calculate um, it. We'll see who has to do a mail bath. But I, look, I, I'm i also – I had a point about Nick Saban, but I, I lost it. That's okay. There's plenty I'm of points. I'm sorry. Well, okay, so I, I, did, I did write this. I will say, Georgia ruining interest aside, I think this is the best coaching job he's ever done. Yeah. I wrote about that last weekend. Um, I do like Nick Saban, the nurturer, where he was saying, like, you know, let's go out there and have fun mm-hmm. at the Iron Balls. Like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> like, what are you, really? Who are you, sir? Um, but it worked. It like it like completely changed his team. And 
you know, tr- like they've had way better teams than this. Mm-hmm. Last year's team would kick the hell <laughs> out of this year's team. Like would 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 beat this team badly, right? I, we're not going to do that game. They've had some boa constrictor teams that would I do also, this too, right? Yeah. Like some of their all-time teams would. I beat also them. loved him calling beat beat him B Rob. Like that just made me so happy that he like referred to him by his nickname. I was like, this is how you know Nick is loose. He's calling his players by their nicknames. Like he's like, oh, he's smiling. He's, smiling. And he's shit. just having a good time. That's why, like, it it's almost hard to... Because you know, Nick's been in this situation. He has nothing to prove. He just wants to win again. And then there's Kirby, who, yes. like, is sweating probably right now. I would be sweating. I wouldn't want to do oh, it's, this. it's hard. Yeah, he's it's got... It's the worst. Like, Kirby I honestly think they all are just like, okay, when is he retiring? When is he When is he doing it? Because it's just going to make our lives because, a lot easier. Well, and I do think, like, whatever the outcome, like, people will look at this game as boring... Ugh, which and will drive me crazy. Have Alabama These are fatigue. two of the best teams. You wanted the two best teams. Well, Here they are. Uh, well, and yes. And, and, and if you're like, mad about the I, ACC being good, do something about it. Like, I can't. Sorry. Well, that's true. But I just, I appreciate Saban's, I feel like I've written this column like three to five times now after games like this. Appreciate the greatness. Like, it does not get old to me. Like, I really, this is not normal. Agreed. We will never see this that's, again in probably our lives. That's like, sort of Six six national championships in seven yeah. years. So that's this. That is fucking crazy. That's sort of how I six, like that. Is, that is correct, right? By the way, I'm not six saying, or seven. I yeah, that's yeah. correct. No, no, no that probably, is right. Um, okay. I oh yes, because they played Michigan in the bowl game. That was it. I mean, that was so weird. Like, what is Alabama doing in this bowl game? Yeah, I just but I I used to be that way with LeBron. Like, I used to get so annoyed, but I was like, I just enjoy the fact that you're seeing greatness. I feel that way. Same with like KD. I feel that that way too with Tom Brady now. I did it when he was with the Patriots because I was like, oh my God, I cannot stand this. Me too. But I love Florida, Tom. So um, you just have to, in, in sports, there's always going to be those outliers. Like you have to, like, like, and honestly, what annoys me about this is it's only like team sports. Like look at Tiger. No one's like, ugh, I'm so tired of Tiger winning. He can't win anymore. Ugh. Yeah. No. It's just team sports. No, I agree. It's a good point. Which, by the way, can't wait to see I, Tiger back. Let's let's hope for. Oh, I love Tiger so much. Yeah, we got golf season coming. We up. do. No, I I um I I think Georgia's going to win. Um, I know, but win. largely because I want to look right. Uh, largely because I want to be right, and I want. Uh, but I'm excited. So, so we've got, um, like Indy's going to be a blast. Indy is a great town. I put this on Twitter. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. It's going to be all this. But Indy's a really fun town. It's a great beers town. I am super pumped about it. We're going to get in. I don't know what. I mean, we don't have. Like, the one thing about these. Let's bring people behind the curtain. Because we've done this a bunch. There's a lot of downtime when you so go much cover downtime. these games. Because it's just like, like there's so I much know, stuff. Like, the, there's so much I'm not saying we're stuff. not working. Yeah, we are. Okay? We do work. We promise. But, like. Like if you cover the Alabama beat, you're like you're, it's pretty constant, right? You're gonna go watch. Well, they're gonna close practice, and I'm sure you've got like media day, and then you got a press conference on Sunday. That I'm, if I'm being honest, I don't usually go no, to. No, you watch it on TV. I'm usually kind of hungover. I watch it on TV, or I get they send you the transcripts. Yeah. Uh, they make our jobs very easy. There's a, they really do, but it still is. It's like a victory lap for the sport. Yeah. It's a victory lap for a, hot, a lot of hard work from a lot of people. Well, and, and it's I love this stadium and venue. Yeah. I, I love all of this. I'm super excited. It's also like a time for all of us who to get together who like spend a lot of time yeah. talking via electronics and not in person, especially with the last couple of years. So it's a very fun oh, God, time yes. for all of us to get together. And it's so fun to be around people that like, this sounds so lame, but like that understand, like that get it. Like because... It's yeah. a lot of times people look at working in sports and they're like, oh, it must be so fun. But there are like daunting parts of our job. And don't get me wrong, I wouldn't trade it for the world. But like, it's nice to have people that n- have the same passion, have the same drive, have given literally everything to, to cover this sport. Yeah. Um, so with, with my dog barking in the background for the second time, this is how professional Two. we are. Two packages are here. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I can't wait to be there with everyone and see people in person um, and watch a hell of a football game. It's going to be good. Beers. Beers. That's all I'm going to say. Beers. Hashtag um, beers. All right. So we will figure out some sort of pod-related item to do there. We have to we talk about We are going to do this. a pod a there week. at some point, guys. It's been a year. We will do it. Yes, we'll figure something out. So we'll record there. We'll have some content. 
Maybe we'll do some sort of live thing if hopefully we're not too intoxicated. I'm going to make you make like a TikTok. That, we are know, making a TikTok together. Like an actual, like, <laughs> Brian Kelly's daughter. TikTok. Um, I... The look on your face TikTok, when I said that to you was like, oh, but it's God. Like, it's, like, it's like me opening it with reading glasses. <laughs> it's like, you stand, staring at it like this. What is this doohickey? Yeah, yeah. It's like old man alert. Honestly, I can't uh, wait. I'm in. No. All right. So we will talk to you guys. Enjoy the football game. We'll talk to you beforehand, but enjoy the game. Bet Georgia. Family and um, we'll see you guys from Indy, very warm Indy, and talk to you guys next week. Um, as we were recording this, oh god, that's gonna be. Chris- cool.